Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Take a Shot with Amem Joy Emma. I am your girl, your host, Amem Joy Emma. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening to today's episode. I hope you're listening with some love, some joy, some hope, some peace. If you're not, well, then you already know the drill. I am sending that your way right about now. hope that you're listening to today's episode in good spirits. But if you're not, I hope today's episode brings a little bit of sunshine to your day. I specifically hope that because I had an amazing conversation with Joy Osahone. Joy Osahone, if you don't know who she is, that's okay. I'm about to put you on. She is a powerhouse. Okay. She is an author. She's a certified life coach. She's an empowerment speaker and a faith blogger. She has been featured on Madame Noir. She's currently a contributor for Exo Nicole. And she's also worked with brands such as Diva Cup. So she's out here and she's doing it and doing it very, very well. Joy is somebody that launched a blog in 2015 following a breakup. And since then, this blog has actually spiraled and became social media posts and motivational videos. And it's impacted so many men and women around the world. Like I said, she is a powerhouse. She's an author. She's a life coach. She's an empowerment speaker. And she's the author of the book, This Is Not Your Typical Finding Your Purpose book. And it's an amazing book. I read it. If you haven't, after you listen to this podcast, I definitely, definitely implore you to get the book because it is jam-packed with so many jewels. So I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. I'm excited for you to dig in. There's so much truth that she shares with us and truths that she blessed me with that I know that is going to bless you as well. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go and, and go ahead and listen to this episode. But before I do, actually, I'm really also very excited about today's episode because Not only can you listen to today's episode, you can actually watch today's episode as well. So if you would like to watch today's episode, the full episode is available to watch on YouTube. So you can click the link in the show notes. When you open up the show notes, the first thing you're going to see is the link. Click the link in the show notes. It'll take you to YouTube and you can also watch today's episode as well. So whatever, whatever your fancy is listening or watching it, I just know that you will be extremely blessed by today's episode. So I'm going to let you go and listen to this wonderful conversation I have with Joy Osahome. Enjoy. But I'm genuinely so honored that you are, that you said yes and that you're on the show. <laughs> I, I honestly appreciate it. And when I say that I've been watching you and just watching your journey, your story, um, I've been honestly inspired and sh- just by the wisdom that you've shared on, you know, on your lives, on your blog posts. On your, I've been a little stalker <laughs> reading and I'm just like, she's got a lot, a lot to give. And I want to learn from you and I'm excited for other people to hear what you have to say. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, Like I said, I'm excited to speak with you today and I'm inspired by your journey. Um, You have done so many incredible things. Um, You are an author. You are a certified life coach. I have to look down because I have it listed. You're an empowerment speaker. You're a faith blogger. I mean, you've been featured in Madame Noir, which I saw that interview. I watched the interview. Incredible job. Um, and you are currently a, a contributor for Exo Nicole. So you are doing the Dagwon thing. And I believe when I first met you uh, during uh, Jennifer's conference, you said you also work, have a day job. Is, is that yeah. still correct? Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, you are doing a lot. And talk about <laughs> 
just a power woman. Um, so I wanted to know, talk you to talk about your journey a little bit. When I did some research and I read your fantastic book, which we'll get into a little bit later, Thank you you, um, you say you started this all started with a, a breakup and a blog. Um, so like talk to us a little bit about that story because oh, that sounds juicy. Yes. So I just need to just say that you are amazing. I remember in the conference, every time you opened your mouth, it was gem after gem after gem. So when you asked me, I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't need to think about it. I don't need to pray about it. It wasn't absolutely. Yeah. So I just have to make sure I put that up there. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. So the breakup. So very interesting story. Um, I grew up in Connecticut and I had met a guy. I think I was like 23 going on 24 and he was living in New Jersey. So, you know, I was finishing up my master's program and I was like, I was actually talking to him still at that time. And one of my friends was like, why don't you just move to Jersey? Right. Cause it was around that time I was looking at jobs cause I was going to be done with my master's program. So I knew it was time to start. And so he didn't know that I was intentionally looking at places to work at in Newark, New Jersey, um, and for me, the purpose of moving was so I can be closer to him. Um, mm. I, I did not live with him, you know, culturally I was, you know, that was not something that my parents would allow. And then also spiritually, yeah. too, like I did not want to move in with somebody who was not my husband, but, right. um, so I, I moved and, you know, things are great. Like honeymoon stage is great. You know, honeymoon stages can last for up to two years. I mm. wish somebody told me that because, mm. you know, wow. I moved when I was not even in a relationship. I moved when we were just in this talking stage and it was Whoa. us just talking monogamously, but I right. knew it was a risk. And one of the rationales my friend told me was like, she was like, girl, just move. You know, if y'all break up, it's the worst thing that can happen is you just, you know, end up breaking up with them. Like you don't have to deal with moving out. You don't got to deal with none of those things. Right. So after the honeymoon stage, like things became rocky. So during the time of us talking, we eventually got into a relationship. And that's mm -hmm. when things just kind of went really, really downhill. And mm -hmm. so he actually broke up with me. So I think a lot of the times when we think about people's like dating journey, it's always the girl breaking up with the guy because she finds out he's cheating. But it was mm -hmm. very different for me because it was like somebody broke up with me because they didn't know if they loved me. They were confused and they verbally said, I'm confused. I don't know if I really like you. Or, or, you know, I don't know if this is lust. So for yeah. me, I was just like, oh, okay. So yeah. at that time, I had like someone who was a mentor. And mm -hmm. she literally was like, you know, I told her, like, he, he um, ended things. You know, of course, crying. Because, you know, you got to let yourself feel. But right. um, very interesting. She said, you know, you should blog. And my first question to her was like, what is the blog? What blogging? Like, what? I've never heard of that. And she yeah. said, that, you know, you have so much to share in general. You yeah. start to use the blog as an opportunity to share lessons. And she was like, there's going to be so much more that pretty mm -hmm. much I will be exposed to and really mm -hmm. begin to utilize that opportunity to like share through that like platform. So I was just like, sure. Okay. Why not? And I want to say that conversation took place in December. It was on December 31st. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this blog. So God is so intentional because the initial name of my blog was titled Emotional Leakage Through Ink. And so it initially, it immediately came to my mind. And I was like, I was like, God, thank you. <laughs> Gave me the title. And I started my first blog post that following year in February. And so I started from that breakup, but it wasn't just dealing with the breakup. It was one, I had to make a decision on, was I going to remain stuck or was I going to move forward? And mm -hmm. two, I had to say yes to God. Like the initial yes is what really got me started. I could have just been like, nah, no, I'm just going to heal on my own and right, right. Really, really play life safe because a lot of yeah. people play life safe we don't want to think big we don't want to just dream big after we're right. healing or when we're in that journey but I just felt like God was like you did not although it was foolish like in my mind I was like I knew it was foolish for me to move but I didn't even move back to Connecticut and I or I didn't move to Georgia where my parents were because I really felt like the Holy Spirit was like there's a reason why you moved I moved to Jersey and wow. looking back I'm thankful wow. I stayed I literally 
in this healing process, we were still going to the same church. He was bringing his new girlfriend. He brought his fiance, all of those things. And I still had to show, I, I like, I still showed up. I was still serving at my church. I was doing the morning announcements, welcoming all of our first time guests. So I'm wow. sitting, I'm sitting in front of my church with the bulletin and welcoming everyone. And then I see this person. With their partner. So it's one of those things where, you know, when I, I always look back and I'm just like, how? And then I realized yeah. like, you know what? The grace of God. Like when yeah. people say it's the grace of God that kept you sane, it was the grace of God that kept me wow. sane. So from there, just saying yes to blogging really led to saying just saying yes to speaking and wow. saying yes to speaking led to me saying yes to a book and wow. saying, saying yes to a book led to saying yes to being a life coach. So it is one of those things where it's like our yes is so important yes. and there's so many different steps and seasons in, in which in which God will bring you to. Yes. Um, and so that's how I got started. <laughs> wow. Wow. A lot. Okay. One thing I love when I, one of the things I say when, which we'll get into a little bit more, but I love that you say your journey started with a yes, a, a yes when you didn't feel like it, mm-hmm. a yes when you could have copped out and said, I just want to heal and do me. But you know what God said, why don't you step out and do this? And you were obedient even when maybe the feelings weren't quite there or the understanding wasn't there. And I always say to people, like, start with what you know. Like, if God is telling you to start a blog, do or if God is telling you to step back from a relationship, and people don't connect that to purpose. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it, it, just like you said, it's it's several yeses. You, you're asking for this big purpose when God is like, do what I told you to do first. And if mm-hmm. that's stepping back from that relationship, step back. Because the thing is, God maybe wants to reveal so much to you, but you are so bogged down and maybe distracted by this relationship that you need to step back to be able to to see clearly. You can't see so because you, you're so caught up in all of this. And so I love that your journey began with the yes, because that's what I always say. I'm always like, just start with what God is telling you to do. It may not sound like it's purposeful at the time, but God knows exactly what he's talking about. Be obedient and trust. So I love Love, love that. Um, I was, like I said, digging into your your um, your website and you have a blog. It's entitled The Reason Why I Started Blogging. Um, you say the reason your blogs are authentic or received as authentic is because the healed you understands and is accepted breakup as a part of being God's intentional plan for your life. Uh, I just want you to talk a little bit more about that. Um, specifically because there are women that are in relationships right now, right? And mm-hmm. they are choosing to stay. I mean, we're, we're in our thirties, right? And this is the age where they say, you need to get married, right? And you, you look at the options. I mean, let's get real about mm-hmm. dating. We look at the options. It's like, listen, <laughs> I don't know. So this one I got right here is looking right right to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I look at it, you know, maybe some of them deep down, they know like, but I wonder, you know, is there more? Oh, I wanted more, but I'm just not seeing the more. So this is just, this is what I got. And I've, I've dated, I've tried dating, I've, and this just ain't it. So how can you, can you speak to that woman that has that desire for better, that has the desire for marriage and, and sees the beautiful, you know, goals that we see or beautiful examples of marriage and wants that, um, um, but speak to that woman and let her know how how can she accept that letting go of that relationship can be a plan for God's plan for her life, can be a part of God's plan for her life. I'm so happy you brought this up because when we talk about God's plan, we always talk about it being like a little sting or, or we talk about it being a walk in the park, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're going to wake up in the morning and he's going to just tell you everything and you know, that's not always the case. I think mm. one of the things that I know me growing up, like people fail to tell me is that part of the plan of God means that he needs to take people out of your life because mm-hmm. they are a barrier. Yeah. They will hinder your actual calling. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things I, I, I've realized this now, and I think that looking back, like this is why dating back then in the day and now is completely day and night because mm-hmm. of the simple fact that literally just back in the day, I like, I really didn't have as much standards. It was like, as long as you were cute, 
Yes. That you love God. I was right. like, you know, we cool. That's it. I'm right. not doing digging. Whereas right. now, as I've been walking deeper into purpose and understanding God's like plan for my life, I realized one thing, like I can't just date anybody. Mm. I can't just be with just anyone. I think for women, we are so like used to being the one to help the man like cultivate his dream and vision. So for yeah. us, we, a lot of women tend to stay in things because of the fact that, well, you know what? I am building him up. But yeah. plus, sis, is he building you up too? He, right. like if the thing, and, and this is interesting because I was speaking about this earlier today, is when a man goes to a woman, he mm. can't just look at her as bae. He has to look at her as like, she is entrusting her mm. being in me. So what kind of cultivating am I doing, right? Yes, she's here helping me build, giving me the ideas and all of these things and giving me the resiliency that I need, but she has something that is in her. Women mm. birth things. That's why mm -hmm. women carry children. So there's yeah. something more in her that's supposed to be birthed. So as a man, if you're dating a woman and if you're not going to help her birth whatever she has in her, how can you dare use this kind of responsibility and play around with it? So for the woman, you mm. have to go back to what is impregnating you right now. Jesus. Is it, it just, is it a business? Is it a book? Is it a yeah. blog? Is it yeah. even something as like traveling the world to expose yourself to more? Yeah. And if the person is not aligned with it, they don't have to do the exact same thing. But if they're not aligned with it, that's a distraction. And Absolutely. the thing about it, we women, again, this is me too. Like I had to learn and I'm still growing out of this. It's like our type, mm -hmm. our type. Mm -hmm. And even growing up as a Nigerian, you know, we've always heard things like we shouldn't date certain like type of people. And mm -hmm. we definitely internalize it. So of course, yes, we may quote unquote be open, but yeah. we just still kind of be low key wishing like, Lord, let the person be Nigerian or at least oh, okay. Kenya or mm -hmm. whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, and again, like having those kind of desires isn't bad, but there are some women who would just stay with someone because of the fact that they only check that box. There's a yeah. lot of empty women in committed relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, or there's women who were walking intentionally, doing things, birthing things, you know, growing, giving to this world and got and really and really got into a relationship and was just like, stop doing everything. And for me, that is my biggest fear. Like if yeah. I'm with you and if I was to stop speaking and serving yeah. and all these things, then I will just not have a sense of peace about it. So it's like yeah. one of those things where God is going to give you the free will and choice. He will never force you to leave because mm -hmm. to be quite honest, yes, you know, the guy left me, but I could have just jumped into an instant relationship with somebody else real quick. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. I could have been like begging, no, let's make this work. Let's make this work. Right. Mm. Um, but I didn't. And I think one of the things is that when we talk about the will of God, we also have to keep in mind that it it actually hurts. But the thing is, it's like it's not meant to hurt us forever. Yeah. It hurts, but it it's not meant Ooh. to hurt us. Because when yeah. we think about the word, the word of God says that all things work together for the good of those who love yeah. God, who are called according to his purpose. So, yeah. yes, yes, when the breakup hurts in the moment. But it's not supposed to keep you down and hinder you. It's going to work yeah. for your good, but it's yeah. not really attached to it. So for women, if you're if you're in something and you know in your spirit that this yeah. ain't it and there is more, mm. you can either stay and you will not and you will be starving. You will be starving and you will get to a point in your life, rather you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s, and you are going to look back and be like, what did I do? Or in this case, what actually didn't I do? Or you can just be like, bae, I know things seem good and I know that we got our selfies and, you know, we're viral, but this is mm -hmm. like, this isn't it. It's not, and yeah. obey, obey. Obedience is scary. Mm -hmm. obedience is scary obedience feels uncomfortable but it is one of those things like I look back and I look back even in my dating life 
some of these people that didn't work out, I realized like there was no way I was able to even, if I was with them, I would have never wrote a book. Mm. Mm-hmm. I never wrote, mm-hmm. I would have never been blogging for Exo Nicole because mm-hmm. none of them had vision for their own lives in order to wow. see and really in order to see where God was bringing me. So it is one of those things like who you are attached to, especially yes. if you're spending so much time with them, it will mold and shape. Absolutely. Your calling. Absolutely. It reminds me of a time in my life um, where I was involved in a thing. It wasn't even a relationship. It was, I don't know what it was. I'll call it a thing. Cause I don't know if I can call it a situationship. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know if it was that, but I, we were involved on some level. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember I was in church and God had so clearly, you know, prophesied, spoke to me and said, um, you know, this person in your life, if you don't, uh, if you open the door, you have the power to open the door. Basically you have the power to, to let this really, you know, open the door into this relationship and build a life and relationship with this person. But if you do, you're going to destroy everything that um, has happened in your life so far, so far and in your future. And the thing about it is when God was saying this, he didn't specifically, he wasn't saying it specifically to me. He was saying it to, it was a prophetic word, but it was to a group of women at that time, mm-hmm. um, at the altar, but I knew it was for me, but I didn't want to admit it. So I was like, you must, that was a bunch of women. You, you did not say a mem joy, Emma. So therefore that was for me. <laughs> and so I rejected, but I remember at the time I would call my friends and I was talking to my friends and they were like, boo, it sounds like it's you. And I was like, he never said my name. So it's not me. It's right. not me. I don't care. This <laughs> is mine and I want him. And, um, by God's grace alone mm-hmm. we got into this huge argument and it was something very very minute but it ended up we ended up not speaking ever again and i look back now years later and i'm like it broke my heart it it really hurt me because i had been in relationships before and i thought this was going to work and i had so just wanted that love mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. So I was, I was just heartbroken. And I remember just going to God and being like, what gives Lord? Like, what is it? I was shattered. I was like, I want love and I'm not getting it. And I'm tired and I'm frustrated. Um, and that was my breaking point. It was like, God, either you show me love. Cause I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what love is. People say you love me. I don't even know. Cause you're not here. So <laughs> show me love, give me love something because I don't know what it is. And looking back now, not only have I experienced the love of God, am I experiencing in fullness what it means to really be loved by God? He really answered that prayer. But I look back now and I'm like, thank you for not allowing that to happen. Because now I see that if I were to be in that relationship, it really would have ruined all this. You know what I'm saying? I would have, it really would have messed me up. And so I thank you for that. So, I mean, I really hope that, you know, as women listen to this, if they're in their, that place, that they get inspired to step out because God has so much more for you. Yeah. But I pray he gives you the courage to let that thing go, baby. Let it go. Speaking of, we're going to stay in this relationship space. I'm loving the conversation. Um, so you, like you mentioned, you're Nigerian. I'm um, um, Nigerian as well. And there's this funny TikTok of this man singing, when will you marry? Have you seen that TikTok? Yes, I sure have. (laughs) Every time I listen to it, watch it, I crack up laughing because it's so true. Um, But at the same time, honestly, it's tiring because I'm like, listen, Mm -hmm. aunties, moms, dads. Y'all get out of my business. I, when am I, you asking me when I'm going to get married? Why are you asking me? I don't know. Did you talk to Jesus about this? Why are you asking me if I'm going to get married? When I'm going to get married? And, I, you know, I try, you know, having a conversation with them, but, you know, argument, da, 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 I don't even want to touch it. But anyway, what's really interesting um, is that in an Instagram caption that you wrote a little while ago, you wrote something that was surprising because a lot of people don't talk about this. And I remember I read about this in this book, actually, I have the book called The Single Truth, uh, life-changing book, Single Truth by Lori Smith. And she had mentioned like, let's get one thing straight. And right in the beginning of the book, she was like, God never promised you that you're going to get married. 
married. And you wrote something like that in the blog post. You, uh, part of what you wrote, the whole thing was fire, but a part of what you wrote was, you are not less of a woman because you are not married. I do not want to promise you that your time will come because God does not promise marriage for everyone. I had never, outside of that book, I had never heard any other woman, person, mm-hmm. person, you know, admit that. A lot of the times, you know, especially, uh, what's her name? Summer Walker's album came out and we got Sierra's Prey and all that is beautiful. I'm not knocking that at all. Mm-hmm. But I just wish that this would be added to the conversation as well. Yep. So I just want you to talk about that a little bit um, because not getting married is a real fear. It's a, I think it's a beautiful desire, something to pray for, but it's also a real fear for many, you know, many women. And admittedly, when I read that in the book, I was like, wait a minute lord right i'm like lord wait a minute okay what am i gonna tell my mama she calling me every day i avoid phone calls so that i don't have to have that conversation what do you mean you might not so what what would you say to that woman how what advice would you give to her you know i'm so happy we're talking about this because i think this is the the hardest pill to swallow for Christians, right? I think for Christian women, it's like, if you're not famous, we'd be all right. If we don't have a million dollars in our bank account, we'll be okay. But this truth is something that's hard. And I remember my sister and I, we had this conversation a couple of years ago and she was like, if we don't get married, are we still going to have a very, a very full life? Mm. Are we still satisfied with where we are when it comes down to our careers, our gifts, our talents? Let's say for traveling, traveling the world, seeing this and doing that. And I and it's I find it interesting because, you know, we are told we are to pray promises back really to God, right? Mm-hmm. Like God is not a God that he should lie. There are yeah. biblical promises found in the word that we, yeah. and there's many times I've done, I was like, well, God, you said X, Y, Z. This mm-hmm. has to happen now in the name of Jesus. And it would happen because right. it's in the word of God. But it's funny when you look at all of these single conferences where they're kind of, kind of indirectly promising marriage for everyone, there is no prayer that somebody is saying, well, God, you said in the word that pretty much um, if I do X, Y, and Z, that I will get married. Mm. Now, when we think about marriage and having the desire, it's a, and when it's a healthy desire, it's fine. But then I think one of the, the scariest things to pray to God is your will be done. Because part yeah. of God's will could be you're not getting married. Yeah. And yes, there's scripture that says that as we spend more time with him, our like heart's desires can begin to conform and change. And Mm -hmm. so for some women, there's a woman listening to this where you're like, well, I've been spending a lot of time with God and I'm still desiring marriage. Again, I do not know the answers for any, everything and nobody does, but only God. And so it's going back to God, like God. May your will be done. Yeah. May your will be done. I've had people prophesy in my life that there was one guy I was uh, dating and somebody was like, oh, you know, this is somebody you won't marry. <laughs> Girl, we're not even talking, right? I've had people prophesy. It, it was it, it was the guy who broke up with me when I moved to Jersey. Someone's like, oh, yeah, girl, he, you know, he's about to propose to you. And that was very dangerous because I knew even when before he broke up with me, I knew that the relationship was done. I knew in my mm-hmm. spirit, but I still stayed. Wow. And, you know, and I stayed because, well, God, somebody told me that, you know, that's going to be my husband. But the thing is like, God didn't tell me nothing. Right. Come on. And, and then now this man is married. So it is one of those things where it's like a lot of the times when we're, if we're being very real with ourselves, our like emotions and our wants and our flesh is mixed in to what our quote unquote soul is saying. Sometimes yeah. you gotta ask yourself, is it really us talking or is it God? And so yeah. I think one of the things it's like, if you desire marriage, continue praying for it, praying yes. for it, whatever, whatever blocks is hindering it, pray against it now, continue to do that. But it's even more important that as you do that, that you're still living a full life, that you're yes. still serving, that you're still walking yeah. essentially, that you're still healing, that you're still building, 
for yourself because so yeah. many people do things, well, God, I'm going to serve in this, you know, like I'm going to serve at this bank or whatever, because right. if I do, I'm going to get, um, you know, like you're going to give me my husband and that's not right. a transactional God. Marriage yeah. is a gift. You know, like nobody should be saying, well, I, you know, I was the one that like really put everything together. Now God gives you free will because some women, like we know that there, there is somebody we can go back home that is ready to marry us. It's just that we don't want to marry them. So Mm -hmm. if you really want to get married, you can get married to anyone. Yes. You can be very unhappy and you can just be like, look, I got the ring. I got the picture. Bam. That's it. Mm -hmm. But you, you know, like that, that feeling of just certainty of knowing like, this is, you know, like, this is my person. This is somebody that I'm choosing to be with. So many people don't even feel that, even those who are married. Well, I think it's one of those things, like, while you're praying, make make sure you are walking intentional. Walking intentional. Because my thing is, like, if I meet a guy, when I go out to places, like, especially if I'm going to a cafe shop, right? And... When I meet a guy and I'm, you know, he's like, oh, you know, how long have you been single? And I tell him, like, you know, I, I dated here and there, but not relationships. Can't nobody say I was their girlfriend. Maybe mm-hmm. in their head, but there was no verbal confirmation. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's been like over six years and they're like, what's wrong with you? And I would quickly correct them and say, no, 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 no. You should be asking me what it's, what exactly have I been doing since I've been yeah. And that's yeah. the thing we have to think about that too. So yeah. when it comes down to like when you if you do meet someone and and pretty much whatnot, but I think in this culture we we're very entitled. We're like, well, God, you actually owe me a husband. You like owe me a person. And God don't owe you nothing. God don't owe you nobody. Because some people, when you got a husband, you will lose your humbleness real quick. Whoa. You will treat your man like crap real quick, forgetting that yeah. this is a gift from God. Yeah. So I think it's like one of those things like. There's a lot of things, like if you say one particular prayer, that is going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. God says in his words that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So, so when my time comes, if it's according to the will of God and somebody's like, well, Joy, what did you do? I could say, well, you know, I was more investing in me doing all these things. But in the end, it was God. Yeah, it's not yeah. not a one size fits all thing. But I think for women, it's it's hard because nobody tells you that. Nobody yeah. tells you the hard. Everybody talk about the hard truth of dating, but let's talk yeah. about the hard truth of marriage and commitment. And the yeah. number one truth is, everyone will not get married. Wow. Yeah. That's the and that's the truth. You're right. That's it. That's it. We gotta. I mean, that's the truth. Especially now, like I said, the Summer Walk album. I love. You know. Sierra's prayer. And I love that, you know, it's getting people to pray more to God, but I just mm-hmm. wish that this truth would also go out there like, Hey, what if you don't get married or mm-hmm. what if you get married way later than you expect 40, 50, I'm talking, right. you know, so are you, are you, are you going to be like sad and depressed all your life holding on to this one thing? Is that, is that all your life is going to amount to is getting married? You know, what if God has so much more to do with you and, and through you um, before you get married, you know? And yeah. so that's a, that's a reality. Um, I want to talk about your book. I read it. I downloaded it. It's on my Kindle. I have highlights and everything. It is incredible, incredible. And it's actually appropriately titled. This is not your typical purpose book. It, it, it definitely is. Um, it's jam packed with jewels, uh, about the journey to finding purpose and your story. I love how you weave your story all throughout the book. Um, I, I want to read some, some things that stood out to me. There was a lot, like I said, I I highlighted front to back in this book. (laughs) Um, but I want to read some truths and I want you to just talk a little bit more about it. So one of the things that you say, one of the quotes I pulled out, pulled out of the book is pain being the purpose, the foundation of purpose. Your current pain is the very thing that will lead you towards your purpose. Talk a little bit more about that. Yes. I think when we think about like purpose, we think about like finding it when it's a walk in the park. Right. And when we think Mm -hmm. about like the best albums that like literally touch us and change us. And the person that comes to my mind is Adele. 
right? Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, I, I think it was, I guess her last relationship, someone's like, oh, she's about to have a fire album, right? Mm-hmm. Because she was writing her lyrics from a place of pain that which people were able to resonate with and people were mm-hmm. impacted. I think one yeah. of the things I realized is that when we're dealing with pain, we have to also be mindful that we have to make a decision of what we do with it. We can treat mm-hmm. it like a hotel, right? Mm-hmm. Where you check in, you check out, you know, hotel means that you're going to allow yourself to feel whatever feelings comes with that pain, but you're also going to allow yourself to heal, right? Getting the help that you need, doing all those things, a choice. We can treat it like a home where, you know, you have a home, you're decking it out because you don't plan to leave. So that's when mm-hmm. people treat their pain like a home and they're like, well, this is it. Like, this is what's happened to me. And they just remain bitter, angry for the rest of their life. They're not moving on. Like, they're not forgiving people. They're just staying stuck. And they, and people like that will not really see clearly the promises of God or pretty much, or pretty much even get to experience it. So when we treat pain like a hotel, that means we're allowing ourselves to process these things, going through these things, growing through them, getting the lessons and it makes us wise. It actually cultivates us. It actually prunes us because at times I'm very, very hard headed. There was a lot of mistakes I've had to make over and over again for it now to be a certain conviction in my life where I'm like, nah, uh uh-uh, can't do it. It just, it just changed my whole perspective of just life in general. But I think that, you know, when you when you think about intentionality, right? Pain means that that it means that it means that we were exposed to a certain a certain aspect of life, and keeping in mind that we're not the only one going through it. And so, you know, we have to look at it from a space of like, and I think about it like this: Could it be that all the stuff I dealt with with that breakup and all the other things that's happened after was supposed to be somebody else's how-to book? Right. Yeah, and the good. only way it can get there is is if I treat my pain like a hotel stay, check in, but eventually check out. Because mm-hmm. when you don't check out, you will never see the purpose of of, of that particular. Yeah. That's good. I love that you say that in the book where you say your pain is somebody else's how to book. And it absolutely is. After God, you, you, you spoke on a scripture earlier, earlier on that talks about God taking everything and, and for our good in the end, you know, all the things that we've been through, God taking that and making it for our good in the end. And a part of that good is exactly what you said. Like you said, your, your breakup being a part, literally being the thing that launched you into all these incredible things that you're doing now. Uh, I, I think that's wonderful. The next quote, uh, many people are consumed by only their problems and often miss out on being a person's answered prayer. I thought that was powerful. I wanted you to expound a little bit more on that. Yeah. And it definitely goes, it definitely is connected with everything you're going through somebody else's how-to book. A lot of the times people want to be authentic. And sometimes the best way to be authentic is if you're in empathetic types of situations, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think if I was like 21, speaking at a women's conference, I mean, these women are probably like, oh yeah, she was, she was cool. Right. Like what was I really dealing with at that time? Right. Probably still dealing with stuff, but I was not able to see the big picture of things. Um, And I was not in the position to birth things and work on things. Right. And so now you know, there are certain blogs that I've written and people send me messages and be like, girl, I thought I was the only one. Girl, thanks for the advice. I'm about to start doing X, Y, and Z. And so with that is really like the premise around that, right? Like it's about, you know, someone is praying for the things that honestly God has actually impregnated in you. Someone is praying for that. That is why you're yes is it just for you? Like living this purposeful life, it's 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 not just about you. Like certain yeah, people, yeah. it's not just about you. And I think culturally, we're we're a very selfish kind of society, right? Yeah. Well, purpose is about being. It's really about. It's the complete opposite. It's really about selflessness, but still yeah. balancing, like taking care of yourself, your mental health, resting, and all that sort. But also in the end, it's like. Someone is out here praying to God, God, 
I feel lost. God, I have no type of hope or inspiration. And God is waiting for you to finally start to heal, to launch this business that is supposed to help other women feel great about themselves. So it's like we're all connected. And like, that's the thing, like, I always tell people like your life really does matter. Like there's people who are watching you who, you know, like, yes, they may reach out to and tell you, but a majority of the times people who are watching you, they're not saying anything to you. They're just waiting that they're waiting for your consistency. That's mm. whenever you start, you've got to be consistent because your consistency is what's going to leverage other people. Yes, you can be a life coach. You know, yes, I'm a coach. And yes, you can have clients and all these things. But the true clientele is the strangers you have never met. So when people realize how serious it is to walk yeah. intentionally, and intentionally doesn't mean you have to have a website. Intentionally can be you going to, um, I don't know, like a cafe shop and you just have, you know, like you're just waiting in line and, and the Holy Spirit can tell you, I need you to buy this random person a cup of coffee and you don't even know how that can change their lives. And you do. And the person's like, thank you. Shocked. And that's it. And, but then when they walk up of that shop, they're like, wait a minute, this was like, I felt seen. And that person feeling seen can then really just translate to them being in such a good mood where they have an application that comes to their email about about somebody who is looking for a grant opportunity for their business. And they're already in a good mood because of what because of what you did serving them where they're like, you know what? Approved. And this person that emailed that person you bought coffee for has been praying and fasting for a breakthrough for their business. So like if you want to be such a domino effect, you're just like there 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 is no serving that goes to waste. Yeah. I don't even care if you can only give somebody a quarter. You don't know yeah. what people are going to do. I don't even yeah. care if, if 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 all you can do is smile and tell somebody good morning and make them feel seen. Every single moment, every single yeah. aspect of our lives matter. And I think think that when we begin to operate with that kind of truth, it changes our like whole trajectory. We realize like, okay, God, what, like we wake up in the morning and we're just waiting for God to tell us, what exactly do you want me to do just today? Yes. Yes. What are the things you need me to get done? Who do you need me to inspire? Who do you need me to touch? Yes. And like, that's one of those things I, and I am learning this every single day day and it just always amazes me how much even as Christians we still have to be selfless Mm. we Mm. still have to be selfless as difficult as it it, it is because it can be difficult and tiring but then my 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 pastor said this you know there are promises attached to Christians serving Mm. and when we really but this is when we read the Bible, though, <laughs> right? When we actually read the Bible outside of just the Sunday, we're just mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it just it just blows it, it blows my mind because I'm just like, okay, the Bible really is like this, this like manual for life. It's not just a feel good moment or something I just sing in a song like yeah. oh shoot everything I need is actually really in here but yeah, yeah you are somebody's answered prayer um and there are times where you don't even you wouldn't you will never know who it may be but as long as you keep serving through whatever capacity you can trust me like you are giving God the glory Oh my gosh, girl, you, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you hit me like truth bomb after truth bomb. I'm like, hold up, girl, slow down. I know, I know so many people got so much out of that. And I love how you talk about basically living life on purpose. And the one thing, when I first started um, just this about purpose and praying on it and, you know, just receiving revelation about it. At first, I thought purpose looked like the glitz and the glam, right? Hmm. You're in purpose when you, the platform is big, you got the money, you drive mm-hmm. in the nice cars, like, yeah, that you're in purpose now. But that's, you know, exactly what you said. Have, I've had to shift my perspective on that. Purpose is in the everyday, 
Purpose is right where God has you doing exactly what God wants you to do. And exactly like you said, uh, going to the coffee shop and hearing God give you a coffee and not knowing, you might never know what, how what you've done has impacted somebody else's life, but God knows. Yep. And God will reward you, right? He will bless you for what you've done. You might not know, you might never know, but God will bless you for what you, that seed that you've sown in somebody's life, you better believe that God sees it and he will reward you greatly for doing that. And so, I mean, woo, purpose, y'all. Okay. (laughs) So the last quote, it is not about how many books you publish. It is not about whether or not your videos went viral. It is all about the love we show to others through our gifts and talents. That is the essence of purpose. That is the essence of love. And I, I one thing I really chose this, of course, we, we've dug into this a little bit, but I chose this because you speak about love in this. And usually when people talk about purpose, very rarely do I hear people talk about purpose, the connection to purpose and loving other people. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think that's, and you know, I'm happy you brought that up because now that I think about it, I'm like, I don't really hear that, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to first and foremost, like love God's people and everybody is God's people. Even your enemies is God's people. We talk about them and that's that's hard. And I think one of the things it's like, it really goes back to when you think about serving and the foundation of serving, that's why we need the grace of God to love. Mm -hmm. Like we may think we're loving people, but there's scripture talks about how our hearts are just wicked. So mm-hmm. it's like, there are times when I've had to pray and be like, God, give me the grace to love this person. Yes. They're just way too hard to love. And I'm supposed mm-hmm. to serve them. I'm supposed to show up for them, so on and so forth. Um, but like, there are going to be moments in which you're operating in your gifts and your talents that everyone's not going to receive you, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, are you going to stop serving? Because you, mm-hmm. again, it really goes back to what you mentioned, like you're dropping seeds and the thing is like you don't know how it's going to grow you do not know the fruition of what's about to take place you may never see it you may never hear or witness it but who knows and I think when it comes down to purpose and love we need to we need to love like Christ and the way that Christ loved people and was operating his purpose because I'm gonna be honest like if I was Jesus back in the day I don't know if I would be able to heal everybody. Right. I don't know if I'd be able to even even want to, if I, if I see somebody doing something crazy and I'm getting out of myself to actually like, hey, you guys shouldn't do this, like correcting people. You have to correct people from a place of love. Yes, yeah. and when you correct people from a place of love, it don't always feel good, right? And, yes. and no matter what, how you say it, it's not always going to be received well because it may right. not sound good to that person. Right. But Everything that Jesus did was from a place of love. Jesus Mm -hmm. is the greatest example of what it means to walk intentionally. He didn't have a viral platform. I mean, everybody started to know who he was. Homie was a carpenter. Yeah. He wasn't a CEO. So that right there shows like God can one use anybody. It doesn't matter what you do for work. It doesn't matter where you, you know, like how you look or whatever the case might be. Yeah. God used a carpenter to show people what love was through serving them, through his gifts wow. and talents, healing people, right? So it wasn't just Jesus saying, you know, reading scripture and giving people hope. Jesus was a man of action as well. Mm-hmm. So I think some people can be really great writers and really not be walking intentionally because they're not doing anything with it. But mm-hmm. so sometimes that push has to be a prayer where you're like, God, Give me a love for people. Yeah. Look at people the way that honestly you, you like look at them because when that is the case, you'll start to look at people or interact with people and it's something your spirit and you're just like, yo, I like, I feel so bad for the things you've been through or I want better for you. And when you, when you operate from that place, sometimes from level of empathy and sympathy, you're just like. I'm going hard because there's so many other people that I'm going to be exposed to. I'm going yeah. to learn more about their stories. And I want them to experience like peace and the fullness that like God has promised them. And so, 
it takes love at the end of the day, understanding what love is. Love isn't an emotion. It's an action. And so, you know, how can you walk intentionally if you're not doing anything? And and, and in the same breath, you are saying that you love people. Yeah. You love yourself and your family and your friends. But what about people who you never met? Right. And that's real. Um, One of the things that I, you know, when I hear the people, you know, that I'm close to, when I hear them say, you know, um, I don't really like people or or not even just people I'm close to, just people in general say, I don't like people. I'm like, y'all, we can't. I know, by the way, uh, Bob Goff, uh, he says something, he says, love difficult people, you're one of them. And it's also realizing like, you can be a different, I know I can be. And I know that I, I've, you know, I've messed up. I've, you know what I'm saying? And so it's realized humble enough to realize, Lord, thank you for loving me in my, in my mess and how difficult I can be. I realize that I've been difficult. I can be difficult to other people as well. Teach me how to love other people well. And then also, you know, we talk about purpose, but at the end of the day, you know, yeah, he gives us the, the talents to, to write, to speak, to sew, whatever, whatever the talent is. But at the end of the day, whether you're a doctor or a teacher, engineer, lawyer, you're dealing with people. And if you're constantly professing, I don't like people. I don't like people. I don't like people. I don't like people. You know, the, your words are powerful. And so, you know, if you don't like people, then, you know, that's going to that your words are powerful. That's going to reflect in the way that you treat people. Yes. And at the end of the day, you know, it's all about the people that God's people, that person that's yes. difficult is still the person that Jesus came to die for. Like, yes. let's get real about it. That person that you may not like their personality or behavior. God loves that person and yes. God died for that person. Mm-hmm. And God desires that person. All You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I, when it comes to purpose, I realize I'm like, Lord, you know, I'm, and I'm not saying people don't get on your nerves. I'm not saying you don't draw boundaries. I'm not, you know, we do things. But at the end of the day, our goal at the end of the day is the commandment, love, right? The greatest yeah. of these is faith, hope, love. The greatest is to love. You know, I love that. Okay. So I want to wrap this up a little bit. Um, and staying in this topic of purpose, like I said, you've done a lot. You really have. And I, and I greatly admire all the things that you've done. Um, but when was there a specific, I know you talked about your breakup, but was there a specific time, you know, cause I know when you started your blog, you, you know, it, it was just kind of like a yes, an obedient yes, I'm going to do this. But was there a specific time where you were, where you felt like I'm in my purpose? Like, did you ever have that clarity of thought that I'm in my purpose or, you know, how, how, did, when, or how did that become clear to you? I, that's a great question. I would say, I don't think I've ever had that moment where I was just like, I'm like walking intentionally, like walking in purpose. I'm a very hard person on myself. Like everyone will tell you I'm very hard on myself. I'm just like, Lord, I, could, I Lord, I need to do better. My conversation mm-hmm. is like, God, I need to do better. And another one was, God, I don't want to do this. It's too much, too mm-hmm. much of a responsibility. I don't mm-hmm. want people to come to me with their issues. Like I don't, no, I was, mm-hmm. things, things were good a couple years ago when I was just living life very safely. Um, yeah. But I think like, to answer your question, because it wasn't that immediate, like, this is it, like, it, yeah. it, you know, while I'm just like kind of walking, like not walking, but just experiencing life. But I will say that once I published my book last summer, in that moment, I was like, wait a minute. Wow. All these things that I did, it wasn't just to do it, to do it. It wasn't really mm-hmm. the ways. Like mm. the things I had to go through wasn't just for this book, but like the character building, the purging. Um, this is all part of just being more purposeful, being mm. a purpose hurts. So mm. I think it was more of a revelation on everything that I thought I had known about, you know, purpose. When you talk about the, the glitz and glams and the sales and all these other things. That's when I was like, oh, those things don't matter. Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't matter. And then I realized like, oh, if I sell my book to just one person, yeah, glory to God, like I already did it. I already did what I needed to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I'm still understanding yeah. things and I'm still trying to grasp the fact that I'm, I'm actually still walking intentionally. Um, yeah. It's And the reason is because it's a lot of, um, I think it's me accepting the fact that like, that I'm saying like, oh, I'm an author. Like that still is mind blowing to me. I'm mm. a, me out of all people, an author, somebody who blogs, somebody who speaks, somebody who coaches. It's so hard still for me to wrap my to wrap my mind around it from wow. being 24, 25, moving to a new state. Um, and now being 33, I'm just like, wait a minute. Like God's hand was on me the entire time, even when I was a hot mess. And I'm still a hot mess too. Yeah. I'm not perfect. Right. God's hand is still on it. So, and it's so, again, I think it's just like this never ending, like slowly realizing like, okay, Joy, you are walking intentionally. You are wow. walking in purpose. Um, and it's, it's yeah. tough because you're just like, again, God, me, Right. And, that's, and that should be the conversation every single person has, because there will be a time when we will have to answer to God and he's not going to care about how much mm. money we we uh, made. It's like, what did we do with the life he gave us? That's good. Wow. So it sounds like it's still it's happening because you're saying yes and you're still going and still doing incredible things. Yeah. But the processing of it and just the, it's still um, mind blowing. It's still amazing to you and humbling to think that God would use you, right, in, in yeah. your story. So I, that, that, that's incredible. Um, now, when did you know that it was the right time to transition? You had your blog, but your blog changed from its initial name to now it's uh, Speak. I think it's Speak with Joy. Joy. Yes. yes. It's speak with joy. Um, so how did you know to transition, you know, change your name and to now, you know, from from blogger to author to certified life? I mean, when do you when, how did that progression happen mm-hmm. for you? I so from emotional leakage through ink, I was just like over it. I felt like, OK, because that's a very heavy kind of title. And I was mm-hmm. like, OK, writing, I like it. But there was just this there was this desire of more, mm-hmm. wanting more, wanting to do more. And I was already doing like my, um, it was my my weekly Monday with Joy post anyways at that time. And I remember this is how it's interesting. And this is a, 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 a little nugget for women who are dating. Everybody dates, not your husband. Some people that you date, you date because they are go- they're going to bring clarity in some areas of your life sometimes, depending mm-hmm. on how your interaction was. So there was mm-hmm. this guy I was getting to know. I wasn't 100% sure but of what that was, but I knew he had like a business background and I learned so much from him, right? And when I tell you, I felt like we were more like friends than anything. And that's like very great because um, it just allows you to just be focused. Um, so we had this conversation and I was just like, yeah, I was talking about my blog and I was like, yeah, there's more, there's more videos. I was like, you know what? I'm transitioning to speak with joy. In that conversation, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to do Speak With Joy. He was like, oh, yeah, I love it. Da, 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 da. Like, mm-hmm. that's how it just kind of came about in that conversation of me just, like, outwardly processing it. And sometimes mm-hmm. things will just come to your mind from the Holy Spirit, and you're just mm-hmm. like, what? I could have been, like, joy oh, Because at, mm-hmm. at one point, I was like, oh, I can change the joy oh, But Speak yeah. With Joy? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I guess I'm a creative person, but yeah. I'm not that creative. Right, I was like, right. God, you did it again. You, yeah. you gave me the title of Emotional Leakage Through Ink, and now you did it with Speak With Joy. And yeah. so sometimes certain opportunities will come about that opens up certain doors. So even yeah. when speaking, my first co- uh, women's empowerment conference, this lady that used to be the hall director at my undergrad college, um... She told me about this opportunity. I was like, Joy, you should apply to speak. And I did, and I got it. And that's when I realized, like, wow, my story can actually change people. My story can impact people. That's why sharing your story is just so important and the lessons you've learned from it. Um, and in that moment, that's when, like, 
certain opportunities started to come about. People was reaching out, asking, hey, I have a conference. Would you like to speak? And so it is one of those things where it's like I knew it was time. Not necessarily like I'm sleeping and I had a dream about it, but it was like certain conversations would come up and there were certain doors opening that came out of nowhere. Mm. Certain doors that was opening. And then when I was seeking out certain doors, applying for certain events to speak at or certain conferences, it was one of those things where it was just like um, the favor that I had from God opened it. Or people will mention your name in rooms that you are never even a part of. And that's how I even got the Madame Noir opportunity. Somebody wow. had tweeted me, was like, you need to apply for this. You would be great. And I applied and I had to do a whole interview process to see if I was a good fit. And I got yeah. it. So it is yeah. one of those things that sometimes when you're not even like, paying attention like okay I'm trying to level up I'm trying to level up and you're yeah. in that moment and you're focused on the things that God is telling you to do in that moment mm. you're so focused that things that new opportunities just literally fall on your lap and I will say that that's what happened and also God was telling mm. people to send me DMs like so Joy when is this book coming out this is when I was I didn't even start writing that book and then when I finally was doing it there was moments where I was like Typing, I was like, I am tired of typing. I want to stop. I don't want to do this anymore. Random mm. DMs from people. Hey, girl, I know it's super random, but do you have a book? If so, like, can you tell me the title? I'd love to order. Wow. And that's when I was just like, all right, God. Yeah. I will heard you. So. Wow. 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 When God confirms, when God yes. confirms and sends you those nudges, when especially because it can get real. Like let's, the, the thing about purpose is, you know, it sounds fun and, 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 and it is, it's great. You feel fulfilled and, and you know, it, but at this, at sometimes a lot of doubt, we can struggle with doubt and yep. insecurities that, you know, we have because you're not perfect. You know, God is calling you in spite of he's calling yeah. God I'm not perfect God I don't sound like this God I don't do like you know whatever whatever list all the things I didn't say all that I'm calling you you giving me a yes or not right come on whatever <laughs> it is come on let's get this just get this work right. you know I got you what do you need Co- confidence I got you right and the thing is I, I want to say this even about confidence and I'm because I'm learning this even now as God is you know I'm like God I'm not this is just like you said this is me I don't I don't have I don't have a lot I, I, a lot of times I struggle with doubt I've I, don't want to do this. I, mm-hmm. Lord, I, I'm a mess. I, I realize my flaws. Um, who am I to speak? Who am I to say anything? And he, and uh, God, I've called you. I've put my word in your mouth and I'm calling you to open up your mouth and speak it. And if you don't, I will call somebody else to speak what I've told you to speak. But if you don't speak it, you and your family and he uh, will perish. And let me clarify that. That sounds crazy. But in the sense of like, deep down inside mm-hmm. what you know your purpose you, you will die right if you're not living out mm-hmm. what God has called you to do you may be breathing like you're not actually physically dead but you might as well be the walking dead because you're mm-hmm. actually you're not living out the thing that God has put inside of you yeah. and because you choose not to God will because again God's plan is going to happen whether you want to get in line or not yeah. you will call somebody else but do you know how much pain you will feel when you see somebody else walking out the very thing God has called you to do Ooh. and so I mean I, I was just like all right Lord all right me it's me but yes yes to the parts that I don't like mm-hmm. yes to even through the doubt Lord I struggle with doubt Lord sometimes I faith my faith I struggle with my faith Lord sometimes I question why me um Lord sometimes I question if I'm making an impact or not but if you keep keep putting these words on me and you don't let me rest till I say this or I do this I'm gonna do it I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to just be obedient regardless. And whatever happens, just like you said, let your will be done. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I feel like I keep talking to you for a long time because I feel so kindred. I feel such a kid, a, a, 
I don't know, kindred spirit with you, I guess yeah. I don't know what the right word is. Um, but thank you so much for sharing your life story with us. Thank you for pouring out so much wisdom. And I genuinely, I've been blessed. So I know that others listening to this will be incredibly blessed as well. Um, I want you to give us, you know, what your platform, basically, what are you up to? Or what, what, what would you like to share with us? What are you up to next? Or where can we find you? Where can we get your book? All of that. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Speak With Joy. Uh, you can purchase my book, This Is Not Your Typical, Finding Your Purpose book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And what I'm up to now, um, I'm doing this Power Hour IG Live, um, starting a course with my favorite topic, Purpose. Um, mm-hmm. So that will be beginning next week. Um, and right now I've just been like, I'm jumping into some stuff. And I'm jumping mm-hmm. into like, yes, I'm a life coach, but putting it out there more. Um, cause I know right now people are like, look, I want to do all these things, but I need this accountability person. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be like really jumping into that more and yeah. And anyone who wants to connect, reach out, send an email. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thank you, Joy. I appreciate you. I had so much fun and, um, I can't wait to just watch your your lives and continue to see all the awesome things that God is going to do through you. Thank you so much. I really hope that you enjoyed today's conversation. I hope that you were just as blessed, if not more, by our conversation. If you would like to learn more about Joy, you can connect with her on Instagram at speakwithjoy, or you can connect with her via her website, read her amazing blogs at speakwithjoy.net. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then definitely share it with your friends, with your family. Also, if you are a listener, then definitely subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and then also rate and review. When you rate and review, you let others know that we are here and we do exist. I would love to hear your thoughts and your takeaways about today's episode. I am on Instagram at takeashotpodcast, or you can reach me via email at takeashotpodcast at gmail.com. As always, I love you and I appreciate you. And I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.